Romans 13, verse 14. The Bible says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you for these guys. Thank you for the class that we've had thus far. Lord, we've talked about very valuable things, very important things. God, help us to take them to heart. God, as we said, we can know all these things intellectually, Lord, but help us to believe it. Help us to, to live it, to stand on it, Lord. And God, on a daily basis, to conduct our lives in line with your truth. Help us to do that. Please help us to do that. God, we can hear preaching. We can go to conferences. We can know all the ins and outs of church and the in people and all that kind of stuff. But Lord, if we're not believing and doing what you say, we're wasting every second. Help us not to be like that. God, I need your help as I preach. I need it. God, I need you to take over. Pray you give me the right words and thoughts and spirit, Lord. Pray that you would be lifted up, that you would be pleased. God, help these guys to understand what we're talking about. Help them to be challenged with their lives and the decisions they're making, Lord, to put you first on a daily basis, a continual basis. Lord, please uh, help us to hear your voice through the preaching and make us more like you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you guys for standing. <clears throat> so we started into this last week, guys. And our message is don't load the gun. We talked about a lot of guys probably in this room, <clears throat> you want to do right. You want to please God. And we talked about how is that determined. That's determined by your decisions on a daily basis. Okay? The Christian life is not just, yes, I want to live for God. It's not that easy. I have to choose daily. And let's be honest. <clears throat> in church, you are pushed and encouraged and influenced and all this kind of stuff in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And guys, I think, like I said, if any of you do have that desire and say, yeah, do I want to live for God? Yes. When you come to this church, we're trying to encourage that. We're trying to fan the flames, okay? You've got a little flicker of a flame there. We're trying to make that flame grow, okay? And that's a good thing. Yes. And different message for a different day. But church is important, guys. It's yeah. essential for your Christian life. God ordained that we have church. So don't get into this habit of I come when I feel like it, which is not that often, and in and out. You're not going to be the Christian that you should be without church. Just no way. You're not being obedient to the Lord in the first place. But for a lot of guys, you have that desire. But guys, it's a struggle. Okay? It's a struggle for you. And I really think, Brother Tut, that we have some guys, they come to our classes, they listen to the preaching, <clears throat> they have their Bibles on their laps and so forth. But... I really think they think, well, it's, listen, listen, everybody pay attention. I, see, I would like to do right, but it's not easy for me like it is for you, Brother Tut. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> You're funny. Because can I tell you, it's not easy for Brother Tut, it's not easy for me, it's not easy for Kevin or anybody else. It's not. It's not. Well, I, I would like to, but I don't always feel like it. Can I tell you, I don't always feel like it. Can I tell you when guys say, well, I would like to do right, but see, I struggle sometimes. I struggle all the time. So those are no, that's no excuse, guys. And some of you say, in church, I feel like doing right. You ever felt that? The Holy Spirit speaking to you, uh, pounding on your heart. And you're like, man, I got to, whatever the decision is, I got to read my Bible more. I got to give out more tracts. I got to live right. I got to do more. God, help me. Then you go home. You don't feel that anymore. Mm -hmm. It feels totally opposite. Guys, you go to school this week. And it's temptations in your face. Right. It's your friends trying to get you to do something, do things wrong, talk dirty, joke around about inappropriate things. And that pressure is totally opposite. Yes. Guys, if you're in church and we're trying to fan that flame and make it grow in your school and in your neighborhood and all throughout this week, what are they trying to do? It's like they're trying to put it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally opposite. So what are we going to do, guys? 
Are we just going to be back and forth, back and forth? We go to church. Yeah, I know I need to do right. And then this week, but I don't feel like it. Next Sunday, I know I need to do right. But the week after, I don't feel like it. What's it going to be? What is it going to be? And our message is don't load the gun. Guys, it's a hard enough battle. Listen, we'll get into the message right after this. It's a hard enough battle for everybody in the room as it is. You can't make it harder on yourself. You can't make it more difficult. And for some guys, the way they live, uh, they are stacking up the odds against themselves. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. Kevin, football starts today. Listen, you know how you know how a weak team beats a strong team? Yeah. That strong team plays around with them. Mm-hmm. Plays around with them. And you think, well, they should be beating that team by 20. Right. But they're only leading by a field goal at halftime? What is that about? And then third quarter, I mean, they're still winning, but it's not. A, they let them hang around, hang around, hang around. And then, guys, you know, it all comes down to one play. And if the yeah. ball bounces the wrong way for that team, they lose. Yeah. Hey guys, you don't want to lose the Christian life. Don't play with these things right. and don't stack the odds against you. Right. Guys, so often we do that and we mess ourselves up because we play with things that are trouble for us. It's a struggle for everybody in this room. There's that pulling, there's that tugging back and forth, and it's a battle. You know why it's a struggle, guys? Because you have three enemies against you. You have the devil, you have the world, and you have your flesh. Yeah. And the flesh is what we're focused on in this message. Don't load the gun. We talked about a presence that's sinister. Um, in verse number 14, guys, it says, But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. That middle part is our key phrase that we're really diving into. It says, make not provision for the flesh. Hey, guys, you may not even understand it yet. I hope that you do in a few moments from now. But don't make provision for the flesh in your life. That's what we're talking about. Don't load the gun. This is dangerous. You say, so what is the flesh? The flesh is that sinful nature that I have inside of me. You know why I have it? It's because way back Adam and Eve sinned, and it's passed on to every single human being from that time forth. Right. Listen, we have that. It's in you and it's in me, and it doesn't want to do right. It never wants to do right. It only craves and desires what is wrong. So that's in you and that's in me. That's why when you go home this week, you don't feel like it. You know you're supposed to read your Bible, but you don't want to. You know you're supposed to pray, but you don't want to. You know you're supposed to give out tracts, but it's so awkward, and I don't want to have to deal with that. I face the same thing. So, guys... The flesh is in each one of us. We talked about there's a presence that's sinister. Guys, there's something in you right now that wants to defile a woman. It wants to ravage your mind. It wants to be proud. It wants to live in immorality. Guys, it wants to push other people down so it can lift you up. It wants to sneak and scheme and get over on people. It wants to be hateful. It wants to have strife and contention and arguments. It doesn't want to forgive. It doesn't want to release people from something that they did wrong. It wants to be greedy and take from people. It wants to tear people down with words. And it wants to have anger and violence that's out of control. Brother Tom, who are you talking about? You and me. Right. It's yep. in all of us. Right. And guys, if you live in denial and say, no, that's not me. I only think righteous thoughts and I'm only holy 24-7. Stop lying to yourself. Yeah. you got to be honest with things and see, listen, this is where I am with things. There's a presence that's sinister. I described all that. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about you and me. It's in us. Yeah. So the flesh is in all of us. It's that sinful nature that we get from Adam and Eve. And guys, it's always in there. You may have been saved for a long time. It's still in there. Yes. Now, let's go to Galatians 5, and I'll show you some other things about this. 
couple books over to the right, you're going to come across first and second uh, Corinthians and then Galatians, Ephesians. So stop at Galatians 5. And last week I hit 19 through 21, which I will as well today, but I want to hit 17 just to set this thing up. So Galatians chapter 5. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about in every single one of us, there's a presence that's sinister. There's something that wants evil. It craves it. It's evil. It's horrid. It's entirely wicked. It's harmful. And guys, you can't control it. It's raging inside of you. It's a beast. It's a fire. If you allow it to take over, it will. So what does that mean? Time out. What does that mean? That means this week, if I don't read my Bible, if I don't pray, if I say, brother, son, I've been living for God for a while. I'm good. I can put it on cruise control. Guys, these things we're about to hit can take over my life. Anger, bitterness, jealousy, pride, lust, unforgiveness, and we can go on and on and on. They could take over my life. But, but Brother Tom, you used to preach to it. That doesn't matter. You used to pick up people at the church. That does not matter. Those are important. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying if I unplug and say, God, I can do this Christian life on my own now. You can help other people. I'm good. I'm just, I just don't need to try anymore. I can fall. You can fall. And it can that fall can go very far. You'll see in these verses. So verse number 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Now when I'm saying lusteth, it, it desires control. There's a struggle, Aiden. It's going back and forth. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. So guys, time out. When you got saved, now the Holy Spirit lives in, within you, right? This is what this verse is talking about. But it does not mean when you got saved that you have no more battle. Before, all you had was the flesh. So you wanted to do wrong, you did wrong. So what? Now you have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, but you still have that flesh. It's not gone. It doesn't get eradicated as soon as you pray to get saved that it just flies out of you. No, it's still there. And it says they desire control over the, one, over the other one. They desire domination, victory. So the Spirit against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit, these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Do you see that last phrase? That means you know you need to do right, but that's why it's hard. As I said last week, I know I need to read my Bible every day. Sometimes I don't feel like it. That's no excuse not to do it, though. Yeah. Right. That's the flesh telling me, you don't need to do it. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. You don't need to give out tracts. Who cares? It is a big deal because yeah. people are dying and going to hell. All right, let's get to verse 19 now. Now. If we allow these things to take over and take control in our lives, this is where it can lead to. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, <coughs> idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. That's a long list. And that's a lot of horrible stuff. And you say, again, who's it talking about? It's talking about the potential that you have and that I have. Hey, guys, these things can happen to us. Jesus said in Matthew or Mark 7, he said, Out of our hearts proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. He said all these evil things are from within and they defile the man. Guys, we have that potential in all of us. I think that a lot of guys, they come, they think that the leaders never have these struggles, and then they say, well... I get it. I go on the trip and I want to do right. I, I come to class and I feel I feel it. I want to do right. But then at home, I don't feel it anymore. Guys, 
You're experiencing the flesh. That's right. it. That's the only issue. That's normal. You hear me? That's normal. You shouldn't give into it. You shouldn't just give up and forfeit and say, oh, I'm not going to fight the battle. No, you got to fight the battle even more if you're going to overcome this. Right. JD, you go to camp and you have that all that positive influence coming your way. Yes, I want to live right. You get home, it probably feels totally opposite. Yeah. You get back to your neighborhood and your school, it probably feels totally opposite. You know what you've just entered, guys? The battle, mm -hmm. the struggle. And it's that way for every single one of us. So that potential is here, guys. It's in you and it's in me, that sinful nature. And guys, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit a lot. Verses 22, 23, I'm not going to read them. You could say verses 19 through 21 are the fruit of the flesh. Hey, brother, we preach on that a lot. We need to be filled with the Spirit and have the fruit of the Spirit. We want love and joy and peace and these things to be popping out of our lives. Hey, do you display more of the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit of the flesh? It's mm -hmm. good. Because some people, if you don't watch it, you're displaying those things. These have evil desires, and it's exceedingly dangerous. And guys, it always ends in heartache. We all have it. We talked about Paul said, there's nothing in my flesh that pleases God. There's no good thing within me. He said, that's why I have to battle myself daily. He said, I, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest by any means when I preach to others, listen, I myself should be a castaway. He said, I could preach to others, but if I don't keep my flesh under control, if I don't keep it in check, I can be a disqualified. Hey guys, that can happen to us. So, Let's be simple about this. What is the flesh about? These are some simple things. What is the flesh like? Guys, number one is apathetic. I think I mentioned this last yeah, week. Yeah. It's apathetic. Yeah. So, 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 so. It has no desire for the things of God. Hey, guys, your flesh wants you to fall asleep right now and not pay attention. Yeah. Your flesh, as I said, when you wake up tomorrow, it has zero desire to read the Bible. It wants you to stay in bed. Right? It says, no, you don't need to do that. You're fine. You can just get the you can just get the daily Bible verse off that app you have, and you can glance at it for three seconds, and you'll be fine. Guys, can I tell you that's not good enough? I'm not against the daily verse, but that's not a substitute for meeting with God. Yeah. Some guys give God five seconds. Oh God, bless me. Give God a little bit more to work with. Hello. Yeah. He gave you everything that you have, so you need to give God a little bit more to work with. Um, it's apathetic. It has zero desire for the things of God. Hey guys. Are you controlled by your flesh in your life right now? Are you always falling asleep on pastor? Do you ever get a blessing out of the songs that they sing? Or is it just, man, what's the game doing? I'm not against the game, but in church is not the time to worry about the game. It's God. I need you to speak to me. It's apathetic. Number two, can I say this? It's adulterous. It has dirty, nasty thoughts come through your mind. So, guys, what I'm saying very, very clearly is this. I want you to understand. If you're not in your Bible... If you're not filled with the Spirit, hey, guys, you're going to have apathy toward the things of God. Your friends, come on, man, let's get our tracks. Uh. Did you read your Bible today? Yeah, 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 I did it, but I only did it because I have to do it. I'll do it because I want to do it. It's apathetic and it's adulterous. Guys, it's going to have nasty thoughts flying through your yeah. mind all the time. Yeah. And I don't even need to go into that. But, guys, listen, if you're filled with the flesh today, your mind is going to be jacked up. And can I tell you, it does not get easier as you get older. Right. It's adulterous. Can I throw another one at you? It's arrogant. Mm -hmm. Your flesh is arrogant. It's proud. It wants me first. Mm -hmm. Hey, Chris, my flesh doesn't care about other people. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Can I be real with you? Totally uh, straight up and raw. My flesh doesn't care about my wife. My flesh doesn't care about my son. My flesh doesn't care about my family. You know how my, my flesh doesn't care about God. You know how my flesh only cares about 
me. That's it. And that's why every day, George, I got to wake up and put uh, uh, put God first and allow the Holy Spirit to control me, not my flesh. Because if not, guys, I'll be mean and nasty with my wife. I'll say hurtful things. I won't care about anybody else. Anthony, I won't care about helping people. I'll be like, man, helping them. How about they help me? Because right. yeah. the flesh is arrogant. It only cares about itself. Hey, guys, are you filled with the flesh today? It's good. Let's be let's be straight up about this, man. Are you filled with the flesh today in your life? Hey, do you is it always when your parents tell you to do something? Uh, fleshly, watch out. Yeah. My show's on. Pause it. Guys, is it all about you? Is it arrogant? Can I tell you another way pride shows up? Rebellion. And I'm talking about rebellion against God. Well, we just said people can know the right things to do, guys. But if you say, you know what, God? I know what you want me to do, but I got my own ideas. I think I know better. You know what that is? That's pride. That's rebellion saying, thank you, God. I'm going to do my own thing. Hmm. Rebellion is clearly knowing the right direction and saying, no, I'm going to do this. Guys, it's arrogant. Hey, the flesh will make you apathetic. The flesh will make you adulterous. The the flesh will make you arrogant. Guys, the flesh will make you angry. Listen, you know why a lot of guys have an attitude? Because they're filled with the flesh. Hey, and we don't have a big problem with this at this point, but I have in the past in this class. If if, if I walk in and you're in your chair, how you doing? You got a flesh problem, dude. If your parents talk to you, what's going on? You got a flesh problem. That's yeah. come on, guys. You think that's the way God wants you to treat people? When He told us to be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Yeah. Hey, guys. A lot of people are filled with the flesh. They're angry. Hey, can I tell you? A lot of people are angry, and they really don't even have a reason to be angry. God's been good to us. I'm not saying we don't have problems. We live in the greatest country on the face of the earth, guys. God has been good to us. Most of you are on your way to heaven. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. But we're so angry about these little things. Hmm. And we just grind ourselves to powder over those because we're so worried about this little thing. Hey, guys, listen. Can I just be real? I don't care what kind of shoes you have or don't have. I don't care if you have name brand stuff or you got stuff from the thrift store. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And some of us walk around with a chip on our shoulder and we're angry at everybody. We disrespect our teachers. We disrespect our parents. Uh, We're we're mean and nasty and horrible to everybody. I don't, some guys, I don't understand how they have any friends with how they treat people. Guys, that's the flesh. I should, listen, I shouldn't be like that and neither should you. That's being filled with the flesh and attitude, always angry. Hey, guys, (laughs) I could keep going on that. Let's not be angry and have an attitude. God help us with that. Can I give you one more about the flesh in this uh, this part? It's automatic. It's automatic. You say it's not clutch. What are we talking about? It's automatic, guys. In that you wake up every day, you're already in the flesh. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's uh, guys. When I say it's automatic, you know what I mean. It's your default setting. Mm-hmm. What is, what do I mean default? Can somebody help me with that? It's your default setting. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Yeah, the original, how it's originally programmed, right? Guys, every day you wake up, you're in the flesh. That's why I said you've got to get in your Bible. You've got to get on your knees. You've got to talk to God. You've got to get that flesh out. You've got to turn that setting off. Hey, sometimes your phone, maybe you have to turn it off for some reason, turn it back, and it goes back to default setting. You're like, oh, man, i got to switch everything, change it how I used to. It's got a different picture on here. It's got a different ringtone. What is this? It went back to default setting. Yeah. Hey guys, can I tell you every day, 
every day you wake up, your life goes back to default setting. Your mind goes back to default setting, which is the flesh. So, Aiden, that tells me I've got to meet with God. Because I can't have that being in control of my life. Do you want it to be in, in, in control of your life? You want anger to take over you? You want these things to be flaring up and to be defiling you and hurting people around you? I don't. I don't. But how do we do it? we got to get off the default setting of our flesh. A presence is sinister. You can go back to Romans 13 if you're not there already. But, guys, we all have it. All of us struggle with this. Every single one. And, guys, we talked about this last week. You can't halt it. Guys, if you start into this... And you start feeding the flesh, you keep allowing it to do what it does in your life. You can't go halfway down the hill and then stop. Guys, it's in control now. A verse in Jeremiah we dealt with last week. All right, listen to this. The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Guys, you don't know how far your flesh will take you. Kevin, I think you mentioned it earlier, and I'm, I think it was dead on. Listen. Some guys will say, I would never get a girl pregnant. You don't know that. No, no, brother. I would never do that. You don't know that. I don't know how wicked I can be. You don't know how wicked you can be. If you let the flesh take over, guys, you don't know where that exit ramp is. You have no control over it. And even, I think you mentioned it earlier, and I'm glad you did. Some guys, well, dude, I can mess up like this or like that, but I'd never be, uh, I'd never be gay. Can I tell you, you think everybody that turned out that way thought they would in the beginning? Yeah, Hey, listen, I'm glad some guys laugh because that is not okay. That is not okay for people to act like that. We live in a world that's trying to make it acceptable. It's not. It's a wicked sin. But can I tell you, you go down those roads, you don't know where the devil's taking you guys. Yeah. I, listen, I, I guarantee you some of the people that I know that have turned into that lifestyle, well, it's up 10 years ago, we talked to them square in the face, say, will, will you be like that? Never. And now they are. No. You think they knew? Listen. When the devil's in control of your life, you don't know where that car's ending up. Yeah. So don't give me all this. I would never. Both times, I would never get on drugs. You think uh, those that are on it now thought they would be? Mm. I would never be a drunk. Same thing. Mm. Guys, you don't know where it ends up. You really thought David thought his life would get that far out of control? You really think? You really think? He said, David, you're going to murder a man. He would be shocked. You're going to commit adultery. No, I've never. I'm a good Christian. Guys, he started following the flesh. He didn't need God, number one, in his life. At that point, he thought, I can follow my flesh. I can do my own thing. Guys, look where it took him. Well, tell you, if he didn't get right with God, I think he would have lost being king for one. Number two, I think God would have killed him if he didn't repent. A presence that's sinister. Guys, I'm not calling you an evil, wicked guy, but I am saying that's in you and that's in me. You start following that. You start following that trail, guys, it'll lead you, like we've said before, sin will take you farther than you want to go, it'll keep you longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. Guys, it'll take you farther than you ever thought. How did this happen to me? The devil shows you the front side of sin that looks appealing. Right. He does not tell you what's behind the scenes. Yeah. A presence that's sinister. You can't halt it halfway, guys. You don't know how far it'll take you. You don't know what you're capable of or what I'm capable of. So, guys, we've got to make sure God is on the throne every day. Okay? So don't load the gun. A presence that's sinister. Point number two. Here's the key point of this whole message. Point number two. Don't provide supplies. Guys, I know it's hot in here. Please stick with me, all right? Try to focus. Don't provide supplies. That's point number two. 
verse number 14, middle part, make not provision for the flesh. So I hope you know what the flesh is now. It's no good. It never has been. But yet it dwells within each one of us. Okay. And that potential is there. You may be a good guy. You may have made some good steps. You may be a good Christian guy, but that potential is still there. Never think that the flesh is eradicated. Well, I've been living for God two years of my high school uh, career, so I'm pretty sure the flesh is gone. No, it's not. <laughs> I've been running a bus route. I've been preaching. I preached in church, Brother Tom. <laughs> five minutes, and I actually kept it to five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I actually, I mean, it was, God used it. Did you not hear them guys saying amen? I mean, obviously. The flesh has to be gone out of it. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. You may have led someone to the Lord, and great job. Praise God, and I mean that. But the flesh is not gone. The devil doesn't say, oh, let his first person to the Lord. Great. (sighs) Guess I'll have to mess with somebody else now. (laughs) He's still coming at you, and that flesh is still there. It still wants to do wrong. So what is our job? Guys, Anthony, if we can't get rid of it, then why am I even preaching about this, right? What are we supposed to do? Don't provide it supplies. Mm -hmm. When it says make not provision for the flesh, provision, provision is a key word. Here's what provision means, all right? You need to get these things down. Provision means supplies, preparations, plans, forethought, arrangements, or to provide for. So what is it saying in this verse when it's saying make not provision for the flesh? It's saying you have that flesh within you, right? We can't get rid of it until we get to heaven. But don't provide your flesh supplies. Don't provide your flesh preparations. Don't make plans for your flesh. Don't give forethought to your flesh. Don't make arrangements for your flesh. Don't provide it with what it needs to fulfill its lust. That's what it's saying, guys. So don't prepare supplies. Hey, guys, the reality of this potential, it's in you and it's in me. We have a beast that lives inside of us. As I said, that beast wants to defile a woman. That beast wants to sneak around. That beast wants to lie to people, to hate people, and all those other things that we talked about, rip people apart with our words. That beast lives within me. I can deny it. I can say, no, 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 I'm a good guy. I would never, I would never, I would never. But that doesn't take away the potential that I have in my heart. So what do I need to do about it? I can't I can't feed the beast. I can't feed the beast. I can't give uh, I can't give the flesh all the supplies that it needs to destroy my life. Guys, and this is where the message comes in. Don't load the gun. If I don't want the gun to go off and hurt me, I shouldn't put bullets in it. The reality of this potential, I have a beast that lives within me and the Bible's clear about it. I have this in me. Now, I need to realize the problem. The problem on my end is this. I feed it. Hey, guys. Are you feeding and building up supplies for the flesh to use against me, against you? Are you allowing that to happen? Guys, you have a flesh within you. We've established that. Now, Kevin, if I struggle with lust, and most guys do, I can't allow images to come into my mind that are going to make this battle harder and harder and harder and harder for me. Hey, guys, some of these things are unavoidable. Some of these things we cannot... Uh, escape from. I get that. That's just part of life. We live in a wicked world. We're going to come in contact with these things from time to time. But we need to limit those opportunities as much as possible. Hey, I'm not trying to be crude or nasty, guys. But I drive through D.C. all the time, like she does as well. There's a lot of women that dress horribly. All right, listen, listen. When I glance and I see that, guys, if I turn away, I'm keeping the supply that the flesh has very low. If I, like an idiot, stare at her, 
Guys, I'm allowing that to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And And you know what I'm doing? Here's where the whole title of this message comes in. Ethan, I am loading the gun with six bullets, putting them all in there, getting it set, taking the safety off, handing the gun to the devil, pointing it to my head and say, please, devil, please don't shoot me. Are you kidding me? And guys, you don't have to have my job to feed the flesh. Guys, if you're watching shows and the ladies don't know how to dress, you're feeding the flesh. And let's not even get into these music videos and all this kind of stuff. Are you kidding me? Guys, I'm not trying to bust you up. I'm not trying to say that I'm better than you or anything like that. But you can't watch that stuff and expect to be a good Christian. Period. It's It's not even possible. Kevin, how am I supposed to be a good soldier? And in the middle of the battle, I take my gun and say, here, enemy, here you go. You're saying, are you stupid? He's going to kill you or capture you. Like, what are you doing? Guys, we're handing all the supplies to the devil and to our flesh and say, please destroy me. Please destroy me. Don't load the gun, guys. Hey, guys, what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of friends do you hang around? What kind of girls do you talk to? What kind of girls do you text? And what do you text on those messages? Hey, guys, are you feeding the flesh? This is where this message hits home. This is where the rubber meets the road. And I say, all right, in my life, am I feeding the flesh? You know, listen, guys, I don't know if I'll finish this today, but look up here. Please, I need you to get this. In your Christian life, you want to be a good Christian? All right. You have the flesh and you have the spirit. For a lot of guys, I need you to pay attention here. For a lot of guys, you are stacking up the flesh with everything that it needs. And the Holy Spirit has nothing to work with. You don't read your Bible. You don't pray. I'm not trying to bust you up. Sometimes you come to church, sometimes you don't. And both those that come, or those that sometimes come, sometimes they don't listen. We don't have godly friends. We're texting some, some cheap girls. We hang around friends that cuss all the time. And when we're around them, Kevin, we cuss too, because that's the cool thing to do. Hey, guys, 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 guys. This is your life, right? You have a flesh and you have a spirit. The flesh has all these supplies to work with, Jaden. The Holy Spirit has barely anything to do. Who do you think is going to win? That's the Christian life right there, guys. So you know what I got to do? I got to flip it. I've got to, listen, every day I got to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. Kevin writing things down, a a, a verse that I learned or something, taking it with me throughout the day. I got to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. I gotta say, Lord, I'm I'm devoting myself to you. Forgive me of my sins and help me today. Help me to live for you. I gotta put tracks in my pocket. As we said before, you're not gonna give tracks to people if you never put them in your pocket. Yeah. Hey guys, we're talking about preparing for failure a lot. Do you ever prepare for victory? Mm-hmm. That's good. Guys, what are you loading up on, on the right side so that you can live for God this week? Mm. Hey guys, guys, if you struggle with lust, what verses have you loaded up in your mind so that you don't lust this week? If you struggle with pride, what verses have you loaded up in your spiritual gun so that you can uh, say no to that pride temptation this week? What have you done? Are there friends that you hang around that they're always, man, we're all, every time I talk to that dude, man, I feel like we start talking about dirty stuff, nasty stuff. Are you getting away from them? Mm-hmm. Have you blocked them? Have you stopped texting them? Mm-hmm. Have you stopped playing video games with them? I don't know. You tell me the details of your life. But guys... Some guys may not like what I'm saying right now, but this is the issue with a lot of guys. Because yes, yeah. you can go to every youth conference from here to California, yeah, right. but your life will not change when you stack up the flesh and when you have nothing of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And listen, no preacher can stack up the spirit for you in your place. You right. have to do that for yourself. 
And no parent can do that and no teacher or no mentor. They can help you. They can give you some encouragement, but you have to stack up the, the, the supplies for the Holy Spirit yourself. Right. You've got to. Guys, don't prepare supplies for the flesh. Ethan, I know that I have certain struggles in my life, so I can't make it harder on me. Yeah. Man, I struggle with, I struggle with what I think, but I mean... That girl, she ain't, she ain't dressed right. But I, Kevin, I'll let the channel be there. I don't want to be weird, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking her up. By the way, guys, if, let me just say this, hopefully, as gently as possible. If you've already gotten into the habit as a teenager, look at me, look at me, of looking a girl up and down, stop it now. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. That's not, that's inappropriate. That is not okay. And I don't care if nobody ever catches you. Right. I don't care if you ever get a slap in the face from your mom or your dad. That's not okay. Yeah. I was in a restaurant last week, probably, I don't know, 14, 15 year old guy. And he's probably unsafe, right? We get that. But he's in there. He's got his backpack decked out with all his Nike stuff. And that's fine. He's over there. He got his earbuds. And, he's up. and this girl starts walking towards him. This dude all up and down her. That is not okay. And he's probably 15. Mm. Guys. You think he's going to fall into sin? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, you shouldn't judge. No, the Bible says judge righteous judgment. That's wickedness. And we know what that leads to. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's not start all that. And listen, you may not do it with your eyes, but do you do it in your mind? Mm -hmm. God help us there. Yeah. And I get it. It's a battle. But, guys, we need to be clean and right and pure. Don't prepare supplies. Hey, it's in each one of us. We need to realize the problem. Guys, are you feeding it? Hey, guys, we had the retreat last week or week and a half ago, right? You know what, Kevin? It would have been pretty stupid of me to, we show up at church at five and all this stuff, the guys show up and they say, brother Tom, what are we doing? I say, hold up real quick, guys. Hey, Jamal, how you doing, man? What you up to? I just got off work. Hey, can you come preach for us? Uh, yeah, man, when? Right now, right now. Whatever the Lord laid on your heart, you know, make us down spiritual. Come on, man. Come on. Just come on right now and preach to us. What? I mean, it'll take me 30 minutes to get there. That's okay. Just come on. And then after that, right, we play basketball. And I call up Brother Chad right there. Hey, Brother Chad, would it be okay if we play basketball like right now, tonight? Would that be okay? Brother Tom, I can't get over that. Come on. You got to give me more time. You know what we had to do? We had to make arrangements. We had to make plans. Guys, we we're going to do the zip line. And the giant swing. Some people didn't go all the way up on it. But I'm not going to mention that. I'm not going to mention that. Right. <laughs> you got called out in Main Street when you weren't even here. Not by me. So I'll let other people deal with that. Firemen's, you know, people like that. Anyway. Make sure he doesn't get back up there. <laughs> Cut the cord. Man. Listen, it would be pretty, pretty dumb of us to take a whole uh, group of people over there and then show up to the desk and they say, who are you? We're with Long Baptist Church Youth Group, right? Yeah. We want to go on the zip line. Uh, someone's already out there. We can't get in? No. The slots are filled. Guys, you know, we had to make arrangements, plans. Mm -hmm. We had to set things up ahead of time so that when it's preaching time, we have a preacher set up. Mm -hmm. When we're going to play basketball, we actually have a gym that we can go to and play basketball, right? You had to set it up ahead of time. Guys, when we're going to do zip lines, we've already paid. We've already got everything yeah. set. We've already got things set up. Hey, guys, what have you set up for the flesh this week? Mm -hmm. Guys, thoughts, things we watch, things we listen to, friends we interact with. What are you building up in your life? You got guys, you got to take inventory of your own life and say, be honest about it and say, what am I setting up? Because listen, for some of you, as I said, 
I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying. I don't come to church that faithfully. I have wicked, nasty friends. I'm lusting after every female that walks by. I watch wicked shows on TV. I, I listen to all this, this stuff on, on shows, uh, wicked words, innuendos, and all this kind of stuff. And guys, your Christian life is not going to be very strong, yeah. to say the least. So what do I need to do? We need to starve the flesh. Right. Guys, I can't just show up to an event and have nothing planned and expect it to work out well. Hey, guys, do you just show up to your Christian life and say, it's going to be fine? Maybe you need to prepare ahead of time. Say, I want to be a success here. Mm -hmm. I got to work at this. So what do we need to do? We need to starve it. We need to remove those provisions. We need to prevent these things. Assess it honestly. Hey, guys, what shows need to go out of your life? Mm -hmm. What music needs to go? What friends do you need not hang around anymore? You got to be honest. You got to be honest. And listen, some of you, you church guys, you're not you're not bad guys, but maybe you could step it up too. Yeah. Don't just think, yeah, some of you both kids. No, some of you kids mm -hmm. can step it up, and I yeah. can step it up yeah. too. So let's yeah. be honest about it. Right. Let's be honest about it. Are there things that you stacked up for the devil to beat you in the head with, for your flesh, guys? It's already a battle, Anthony. It's already a battle for me and for you. So why would I make it a lot tougher on myself by feeding the flesh? It's it's raging out of control. Hey guys. You listen to you listen to music about sex, drugs, and, and rebellion. What do you think? What do you think is going to be raging in your mind? You click on filth. What do you do? You really expect to have a godly home one day? Huh. I'm not trying to slap you around. I'm just saying. Do you really expect that? Do you really expect that, Kevin? Uh, as I said, if I wanted the retreat to work out well, I got to make some arrangements. Yeah. I got to give some forethought. I got to make some plans. Chris, we can't just show up. Chris says, "What are we doing?" I don't know. Sure hope I can find a gym at this late notice, you know? <laughs> what are we doing tomorrow? I don't know, man. This zip line looks like it fell through, you know? I don't know. No, it's my fault because I didn't go ahead and get things ready. Yeah. Guys, I can't show up and say, what time are we going to do? I'm going to make a cake. Uh, do you have any supplies? No. <laughs> I'm just going to get this bowl, <laughs> throw some stuff in there. I'm going to make a cake. No, I'm going to make something nasty, right? Probably make you sick. Guys, because I've got to have those ingredients. Do you have the ingredients to have a strong Christian life? Are you faithful to church? When you're here, do you listen? Do you try to soak in everything you can? Do you read your Bible on a daily basis? Are you learning from it? Do you pray? Do you have any kind of prayer life? Are you giving tracks to your friends? Are you trying to live holy? Are you getting those ingredients to have that proper product? Because both of I'm done with this. But both of a lot of us, we want that product, but we don't put in any of the work. Yeah. Guys, if I don't have the supplies... To make a cake, I'm not making a cake. Right. And if you want to be a good Christian, but you're not uh, uh, working to that end, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You'll go to heaven one day if you're saved, but listen, your Christian life is not going to be strong. Right. It's going to be weak, and it's probably going to fall off track as soon as the temptation comes your way. Let's take action. Hey, guys, take action this week. Have things stacked up already? Maybe you need to clean house this week. I'm talking about in your heart. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to cut off access. Hey, guys, if I've been doing a certain thing for a while, then maybe I need to stop doing that. But maybe I need to cut off the access point so that nothing else is getting in. Mm -hmm. If all those wicked images have already been in my mind, then maybe this week I stop watching that. But then I take inventory and say, you know, maybe these shows, may, hey, guys, maybe they're not wicked shows, nasty things. Right. But maybe there's things on there that if you're really paying attention, you say, well, that's not good for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you still going to let them in, though? And, hey, let's not just say shows. How about video games? Yeah. Hey, guys, is there stuff on there that's inappropriate? Mm. Is, the game, is the game really worth it? 
Is it really worth it for you to get to that next level in the game when your spiritual level keeps going down because of what's in the game? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. Let's cut off the access to these things and limit those opportunities. Hey, this week, this week, are you going to make not provision for the flesh? Mm-hmm. Are you going to cut those things and say, no, I don't want that in my life. I don't want that in my life. Because if not, you're making it harder. And your Christian life is not going to be successful, and neither will mine be. Yeah. You have a flesh, and so do I. So what do I need to do? I need to starve it. I need to cut off those supplies. If I've already had those things accumulating, clean it out, and let's cut off access for new ones to come in. Let's bow our heads.